I don't have a foolproof recipe for success to share with you, I'm afraid. But I can tell you the nine greatest mistakes I've seen in over 20 years in the outsourcing industry. The kind of mistakes you want to stay away from when you engage with an offshore partner. Welcome to the Smarter Software Outsourcing Podcast. If you're a business founder, CTO, or executive looking to make the most out of your software development outsourcing strategy, you're just in the right place. My name is Frederick Joy, and in this show, I want to share my knowledge and experience in the field as an entrepreneur and co-founder of the number one software development and team augmentation firm in the Philippines, Arcanis. My goal is to offer actionable insights into the outsourcing world and help you make better decisions. Consider this podcast as your toolkit to build a winning outsourcing setup efficiently manage your distributed teams and avoid pitfalls along the way. Feel free to reach out to me at fred.arcanis.com with any questions whenever you need and thank you for being with us for this episode. Once you understand the process of getting the best value for money from an augmented team, what's not to like? You are able to fill the critical missing pieces in your core team while maximizing productivity and getting projects off the ground and in a cost-effective manner at that. But while it's true that the right outsourcing partner is an invaluable asset to your business, approaching the extended team model with misaligned expectations and rushing into it unprepared can introduce substantial risks of failure, additional costs, and loss of time. So what can you do? Well, I don't have a foolproof recipe for success to share with you, I'm afraid. But I can tell you the nine greatest mistakes I've seen in over 20 years in the outsourcing industry. The kind of mistakes you want to stay away from when you engage with an offshore partner. Mistake number one, thinking a fixed price project is the safest move. If a service company offers an attractive fixed price for a complex and poorly specified project, it's probably too good to be true. So a very common request we hear is, read the requirements, actually just a few lines in a Word document, and please send us a timeline and cost. This is an approach bound to fail for several reasons. First, because fixed price projects require clear-cut requirements, leaving no stone unturned. As a spoiler, just to tell you, it doesn't exist. In theory, a fixed price project could work if the project scope and requirements are extremely clear and set in stone. In practice, however, this is never the case, especially with startups or innovative projects. Requirements are often somewhat vague with scenarios that are not thoroughly conceptualized. The thing is, anytime a requirement isn't clearly spelled out, the developer is left to figure out the missing pieces and the results may be different from what you expected, especially if the provider operates in a different country and culture from yours. The scope and requirements often have to evolve based on new knowledge gathered during the course of development. The second reason why fixed price projects don't work is that estimating a project with a margin of error below 20% is impossible without a crystal ball. If you insist on pushing your contractor to go for a fixed price, they'll have no choice but to try and estimate the risk and add significant padding to the project cost and pray it wasn't too underestimated. Since the risk is capped, clients tend to be less involved in the project because it's more or less the burden of the developer to figure things out. As the project moves along, the developers start discovering more and more unforeseen issues and, more often than not, they exceed their estimation and buffer combined. The only solution left for the provider is to attempt to limit the losses. And how does the provider limit their losses? 
by cutting corners and cutting on quality. They may remove their best team members for more interesting clients and try to handle the project at the lowest cost. Code may not be as well handled as it should, documentation could be skipped, and important details can just be looked over. Undoubtedly, deadlines and quality don't matter anymore to developers. Their only worry is how to crash land their project while still meeting whatever was agreed in the contract. Demos will be buggier, and it will depend on the client to spend more time testing and finding bugs, and then junior developers will try to go about the project. Do you see the vicious cycle here? Not only that, but fixed cost is limiting for all parties. Truth to be told, clients asking for fixed price are rarely strong technically. They often come from the business side of things, and this is actually one of the reasons why they are pushing for fixed price, as a way to cap their risk for something they don't understand well. This means they also rarely foresee the biggest drawbacks of potentially huge delays, large time investments by themselves in quality control, and the absolute impossibility to change your product during development. The developers will certainly dig their feet into the ground before taking on any change orders. At the end of the day, you end up with a project that doesn't fit your needs, that is grossly delayed, and that took you way more time than you expected. But yeah, the bill was cheap. So my point is, the safer road to success is not a fixed price. It's control flexibility through a trusted relationship. So in a time and material based project, it is your burden as a client to make sure the developer has everything they need to succeed as quickly as possible. And it's pretty much like in any company employing its own developers. You are just one team working together with everyone sharing a common goal of pushing a project to completion. The collaboration is much closer and usually brings the best results. There may be more pressure and time spent at the beginning to plan everything well, conceptualize the best product, help your outsource team to do the best job they can, but the results are often way more satisfying. Mistake number two, thinking that the requirements can be built on the fly with no clear roadmap. Adhering to lean development principles is great, but there are limits to how flexible a team can be. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Lean software development is an agile framework based on optimizing development time and resources, eliminating waste, and ultimately delivering only what the product needs. Typically at Arcanis, everyone is trained in agile practices, which means we are flexible, we use a creative approach, and can provide incremental results every two weeks. We work in a way where waste is avoided and removed, and we prefer to measure the value in terms of fitness for use rather than strict conformance to requirements. We see short iterations as opportunities to speed up the learning process, communicating small sets of plans upfront, and allowing us to adapt to unforeseen circumstances. But while it's true that completing fast and simple improvements in the shortest time frame can make your organization gain powerful decision-making benefits and put value into the hands of your customer faster, Rushing into a project headlong and building all requirements on the fly is not something I would advocate. See, just because you don't need to think too far in advance about future requirements doesn't mean you don't need discipline, focus, and a solid roadmap to make things work.
you need to make sure that you have enough work piled up for your team for the next one or two sprints at the very least, with a clear plan in mind. In some cases, you can get a UI and UX designer to clarify the vision or utilize the expertise of a business analyst to help the team establish clear requirements and the specific work to be accomplished on sprints. Mistake number three, building your site on a proprietary framework, CMS or platform that is developed and owned by your software provider. Unless there is a very, very good reason for your provider to choose a proprietary or a custom framework, you'll always be better off running your business on a common framework. We're used to rescuing failing projects. Unfortunately, a fair share of our clients have been struggling with their previous providers and come to us with a hot potato that needs immediate attention. And so as we try to get control of the situation and carry on with the development, we also assess what should have been done differently. And guess what? The hardest projects to rescue are the ones where the previous provider has started developing their own custom CMS framework or platform to run the project rather than using well-established platforms like WordPress or Drupal, for example. Doing this greatly simplifies their employees' training since they just have to master one single framework, but it makes it very difficult for other software providers to take over. Can you imagine what it's like for the rescuing provider? Essentially, we have to learn a new way of programming, which can take several weeks, and then remain permanently trapped in it throughout the future development of the project. Custom frameworks are hardly flexible, very scarcely documented, hard to maintain and upgrade, and the lack of necessary community around them for continuous improvements which results in them using outdated technologies. Not only that, but the developers working on those custom frameworks tend to get bored because they barely learn anything at all that will be helpful for their careers. So they can handle this for a few months, but soon enough, they're likely to lose interest and performance may drop. When the project is not too advanced and there is still a lot more to accomplish, we usually recommend starting all over again on an open source, recent, maintainable, well-documented framework or CMS such as Laravel, WordPress, Contentful, etc. It is very easy to find developers everywhere on the planet who know these widely used technologies and can take over a project with minimum hassle. Whether you need to start from scratch or not is usually a funding-based decision. If you cannot afford to start over, then try with what you have until your project starts picking up. But just keep one thing in mind. Even if your project succeeds with that custom framework, one day, you will need to start over, no matter what. It may be one or two years down the road, but eventually various reasons will get you to start over, and the longer you wait, the more it will cost. Mistake number four, not having access to your source code on a regular basis. Will you have access to the source code once completed? The answer to this question should always be yes when you're paying for some software to be done specifically for you. But another important question you want to ask is when? Some outsourcing companies deliver the code only when full and final payments have been made for the entire project. But problems in projects usually arise before the project is finished. And sometimes the final payment is never made or the cost just ends up much higher than initially expected for various reasons, but most often due to poor requirements. So while incremental payments are released, make sure that the source code is delivered throughout the project at regular intervals 
preferably after each demo or even on a weekly basis if someone on your side can review the code. Mistake number five, looking for an outsourcing vendor that will blindly execute software development. Technical skills alone won't cut it. You want to partner with a tech talent provider who understands your challenges and objectives well enough to act as a genuine business partner and advisor. Companies stepping into the process of team extension often fail to realize at the outset that outsourcing providers are not created equal. Software development firms actually vary in terms of function and intention. Some act more as software vendors geared toward creating the actual software solutions. Other staffing providers are focused on meeting the required manpower and then leave it at that. For many enterprises though, this is not the partnership they envisioned. Instead, what most companies need is a healthy collaboration with a real software development team extension provider. What sets a software development company apart as an outsourcing provider is their deep understanding of the broad picture. Being in the industry themselves, they know the whole development lifecycle, can step in when issues arise or when they see you taking the wrong path, and are able to give expert advice. And that changes everything. It's also important to partner with a team augmentation provider that maintains the same high standards as you do so that both parties' expectations are aligned when it comes to running day-to-day -day operations, assessing skill levels, and evaluating the quality of the solution. Also, don't hire a firm that only offers software development. You want to make sure you choose a full-service outsourcing company that has the capacity to understand your needs and turn them into requirements with business analysts or into beautiful and user-oriented designs with designers and UI UX experts. Look for people who will not just blindly execute what you've laid down on paper, but will help your project evolve into the software product that you have in mind. Other key services that you should consider in your provider search are code reviews, manual QA, automated QA, sysops, maybe customer care, UI UX design, amongst others. And keep in mind that developers are creative people, but they are not the best people to design a new interface or to understand the full pictures of the business logic behind your choices. For these, you would need higher levels of IT talent. If you don't have the expertise of senior software architects, business analysts, or UI designers in your core team, make sure that the company you choose is able to add these crucial skills to your extended team. Mistake number six, believing that doubling the team size will double the output in a linear fashion. So let's ditch the misconception for good. No, adding more programmers to a project falling behind schedule won't get it back on track. While having more people on board may sound logical for other industries, this is just not the solution in the software development space. In fact, it may even be counterproductive, delaying the project even further. This observation was explained by Frederick Brooks in his 1975 book, The Mythical Man Month. According to Brooks, there is an incremental person who, when added to a project, makes it take more time, not less. This is similar to the general law of diminishing returns in economics, which states that increasing one factor of production while holding all other factors constant will, at some point, result in lower returns. And in software development, 
at least three factors can explain this. First, there is a ramp-up time for any new team member, meaning it takes some time for the people added to a project to become productive in any software project. Second, communication overheads increase as the number of people increases. When team members need to communicate with more people, they get less productive work done. And third, most software development tasks are not divisible. This is in contrast with other tasks like cleaning a room, for example, where adding more people to the job hastened its completion. The man-month model does not work here. In software development, the ideal team size is about four to five people. Past this threshold, the work process would no longer be as efficient. The best solutions in projects where more individuals are involved is to create multiple independent teams of four to five people. So four five-person teams, as opposed to a single team of 20 members, would have higher productivity with less bottleneck in communication channel. Mistake number seven, treating the outsourced resources as a different team separate from your company. Nothing derails a software development project like keeping your outsourced team in the dark. Depriving the outsourced team members of knowledge of your business builds a dangerous gap between you and them. One crucial ramification of this is that your extended team would not have a comprehensive view of the business and the project at hand, potentially resulting in unoptimized or inappropriate solution. In addition, the perceived lack of trust and feeling of alienation could also bring down their morale, motivation, and in effect, productivity. That's why it is important to take care of the extended team members in the same way that you would with your own people. Your efforts in this aspect will greatly factor in the success of your project and company over the long term. See to it that you're heavily involved in the day-to-day -day updates with the senior lead on the client side. Send over the work with the needed information and answer questions to guide the developers. This is what you would normally do with your core team and I can never overemphasize the advice that you should treat your extended team no different than yours. Lastly, paying them a visit maybe once or twice a year, if possible, would bring about a very positive impact on the global output. We've experienced it ourselves and so have our clients. Mistake number eight, confusing price with value. Measuring the benefits of your outsourcing investment goes way beyond the price tag. Get to grips with assessing the full impact of your outsourcing contract. It's common for company executives to automatically look at the bottom line when faced with a business proposition. How much will this cost? While keeping tabs on expenses is a given in any business, it becomes a problem when companies fixate on the cost and not on the overall value of a deal. It should come as no surprise that many organizations choose the less expensive option when given a choice. But because of the unfortunate result they often end up with, lower rates don't always mean you're getting the better end of the bargain. This is where the approach of looking at value for money comes into play. Yes, a certain provider may not offer the lower rates, but considering their significant portfolio and the level of expertise of their developers, perhaps, the higher cost would translate to higher chance of getting your projects to completion. And then, perhaps, you'll find an even better bang for your company's buck when you get an offshore team based in a country with a lower cost of living. Chances are, 
you'll find developers whose skills match those of their counterparts in developed countries, but at lower rates. Just take a look at the Alcani's track record and portfolio, and see for yourself that they are not empty claims. So, how do you measure value for money? Consider your potential teams using the three E's as the guide factors in your assessment. Economic, how competitive the rates are. Effective, how high the chances for the project completion are. And efficient, given the provider's capacity and range of services, will you get your investments worth back and then some? It's all about balancing the quality of work with the cost rather than simply looking at the price at the face value. Lastly, mistake number nine is a startup special, thinking that there is such a thing as a free lunch, work for equity deals. For companies who have yet to find funding, using stock options to pay for the initial software development seems like an easy alternative. But there are some risks associated with this approach. At Arcanis, we are very often asked to do development for equity or to massively lower our rates because, well, they don't have a lot of funding to start with, and that's a reality. Before they get to the first few hundred thousand funding round, it's normal for these new companies to save as much cash as possible and make sure that the available financial resources are wisely spent. In this situation, however, you need to be careful in choosing the software development partner you are going to work with and how you will structure the deal. For one, never forget that everyone must earn some money to eat and for companies pay their staff. Software service providers working quote-unquote for free will rarely prioritize the job when paying customers come knocking at their door to get some work done. This could significantly slow down the development course or lower the quality of your products as the outsourcing partner entrusts the project to junior developers. This practice is risky for entrepreneurs because it puts the project in a state of uncertainty, particularly in terms of time to market and perceived quality for the very important early adopters of the product. Through our tech resources investment program, Arcanis Ventures, our company does actually partner up with promising companies to fuel the software delivery teams in exchange for equity stakes. But just as these companies have to be cautious when choosing a software development partner, we also do our due diligence. And when both sides have been working together for a while and both parties deliver on their respective promises, then it could be high time to get into a more serious relationship and talk about work for equity if the opportunity makes sense for both parties. Even then, work for equity deals are always partial. Funds still need to come in to cover some of the costs as this is the only way to have a sustainable co-owned project. Ideally, before an investment occurs, both parties have to work together through a regular client-provider relationship. This would help the partners determine if there is an alignment in values and if the teams can collaborate efficiently. We call this dating before getting married. This is, for example, what we did with companies like Think It Twice, Payment Logic, Registrar, or Medula, amongst others. Any deal that seems too easy for any of the parties is usually no good, as there might be surprises hidden down the road. Having a software development outsourcing firm on board is key to faster and cheaper product building, but this requires serious consideration. What the outsourcing partner provides goes way beyond cash investment. It's an incredible added value for the founding teams to work with technology experts with proven track records and experience.
With the right outsourcing partner, startups and scale-ups can accelerate their journey to success. So here's a recap of the most important mistakes made when looking for or working with an outsourced software provider. 1. Thinking a fixed price project is the safest move. 2nd. Thinking that the requirements can be built on the fly with no clear roadmap. 3rd. Building your site on a proprietary framework, CMS or platform that is developed and owned by your software provider. 4th. Not having access to your source code on a regular basis. 5th. Looking for an outsourcing vendor that will blindly execute software development. 6th. Believing that doubling the team size will double the output in a linear fashion. 7th. Treating the outsourced resources as a different team separate from your company. 8th. Confusing price with value. And 9th. Funding special. Thinking that there is such a thing as a free lunch in work for equity deals. So you've been informed. In the end, nobody ever said that managing and onboarding an extended team was easy. But with all relevant factors considered and the most common mistakes learned before you engage in a partnership, then you're in the best position to succeed. Find the right outsourcing partner for your unique needs, manage your expectations, maintain great communication, and you'll go places with your extended team. That's how I'd wrap this episode. And so what is the biggest mistake an organization could do when considering outsourcing your opinion? You can interact with me on LinkedIn slash FredJoy or via email at fred at arcanis.com. And I'd love to hear about your own experiences. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Don't let your business ambitions die before you give them a chance to become a winner on the market. Use a professional software development team extension firm to hire the best talent for your needs and take your software product to greater heights. If you are interested in knowing more about how to make your outsourcing initiative a success story or simply get a free strategic analysis of your project, contact me at fred.arcanis.com or on LinkedIn.